Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back. You are, we are live on the air here at the My Astrology Coach Radio Network, and welcome to your week ahead with Mama Dada Astrology. Um, this week, we today we are discussing the week ahead for September the twenty seventh, Sunday through October the third. Um, and so it's a huge week. We don't have a lot to discuss about the week ahead. Um, but it's it's so impactful and and, and really uh, you know going to set the tone. We're closing out eclipse season with the lunar eclipse on Sunday the twenty seventh, and you know that that'll set you up not only for the rest of the week but for the next six months. And I've got horoscopes for um, everybody, and so you'll get to see just you know what's in store. Um, gosh, there's so much to discuss. I don't know where to start, but I will definitely start here with with honoring and revering and remembering and paying homage to our divine ancestors, all those in the line of great divine Ashe, and uh, a huge, warm, wonderful thank you, thank you, thank you to Brother Ampu, who so graciously allows us to uh Get it in one more time this you know this week, so let's get into it uh, let's see definitely today, I love that um the shows are on Wednesday. It seems like there's always some you know epic alignment happening on Wednesdays this week, of course, it is the fall autumn equinox. Um, that happened early this rising. It was exact early this rising. And so uh, we've got equal time of day and night balance, the very thing that Libra, the sun entering Libra, represents, which is balance, harmony, justice, diplomacy, peace, and relationships. Um, But the balance of night and day scientifically of, uh, of what's going on during the equinox time as well as emotionally and energetically of what's going on. We're entering a new season when the sun enters Libra. Um, It is officially autumn. Um, And so uh, that's a new zodiac season for for the next month for Libra. It's a new, um, you know, season over the next three months until the winter solstice. And a new season energetically for many of us in so many ways. If you haven't gotten your Sun in Libra um, report, don't hesitate to contact us here. You can reach me directly through my astrology coach at Adrian, A D R I E N N E, at myastrologycoach.com, or directly um, through Mama Dada Astrology on Facebook and Mama Dada Astro on Twitter. And so, yeah. To get a uh, sun in Libra or a autumn equinox uh, reading or report done is going to allow you to gauge the tone that is being set for you personally based on your birth date and time 
um, for the next, for this coming season, the next three months. Okay, and and if you go astrologically by that as the start of your new year, uh, that would tell you the tone for the new for the next year until the next Sun and Libra season. Um, additionally, last week you definitely want to check out last week's show. We went in on the um, Sun entering Libra, and I mentioned last week that. Um, during the sun in Libra, that something is going to happen to ensure that we fix um, ourselves and become more balanced. So definitely go back and take a listen to that um, and see how that element plays in. I say I mentioned something about um, fixing that which needs fixing and healing that which needs healing. These themes are coming up. If they haven't already come up, they're coming up now. Um, it's going to do this by ensuring that many people will be given the wisdom and common sense to think like well-balanced, intelligent human beings again, okay, as opposed to thinking like greedy pigs. Uh, uh, I made a reference to that, so when you go back and listen to it, you'll get it. But the people who are not being on balancing and harmonizing, and if you know what area of life this is happening in your chart, you can focus it more directly and intently. But overall and in general, you're going to end up making yourself a target of unwanted attention, okay? it makes a lot more sense when you put it in the context of last week's show, but I really don't want to go back. We don't have a lot to cover in today's show, but the horoscopes are pretty in-depth, and I want to give, you know, a fair amount of time to that. So um, I also had horoscopes for the sun entering Libra in last week's show, so you can listen to that. That will give you a general idea of how this transit is affecting you. And once again, you can contact us here for more in-depth um, specifics on how it's affecting you. So, yeah, um, definitely if you're online, you want to call in, you have a question, feel free to call 818-369-0368, and you can press 1 on the keypad. If you're already on the line, feel free to press 1 and chime in on any observations of uh, last week's uh, well. I say last week because we're in that week from the week ahead last week. Uh, we had a first quarter moon on Monday that we discussed last week, and it really is putting us, it really put us all in a position to make some new decisions. It, it's kind of, it, it's challenge, it was challenging us, or it is challenging us to take a new direction, and, uh, and, and you know, and act. Uh, I'm trying to go back to last week's notes. Just to, yeah, clearing action, building. Okay, that that's this first quarter moon that we just had inside. So, um, I'm gonna bring up again today the void of course moon because this particular week ahead we have coming up September 27th through October 3rd, every void of course moon 
is at least seven hours long. Um, so if you've been tuning in and you already kind of know the information on Void of Course Moon, there's a lot of do's and don'ts while the moon is in Void of Course, kind of similar to Mercury retrograde. Um, so I'll go through that as we go through the week's events. Speaking of Mercury retrograde, <laughs> it, it, it It's not as bad as a lot of astrologers make it seem unless you think of it that way and look at it that way, perceive it that way, and look at it through that particular lens. But it really is and has been proving to be a divine opportunity for all those RE words that correspond with Mercury retrograde, redoing, reviewing, rethinking, you know, doing something again. It's it's a it's an opportunity for a second chance and a third chance in many ways and areas, and so we're gonna get into the um, the lunar eclipse, the super blood full moon lunar eclipse, and after that we're gonna discuss the Sun Mercury alignment that's coming up on the 30th of next week as well because Mercury retrograde obviously being a part of the Sun Mercury alignment is gonna be impactful and significant for a lot of us. I also have horoscopes for that as well. It won't be for everybody because it doesn't pertain to everyone, but it, it's pertaining to enough of us that I decided to throw those in there as well to help us all out in the week ahead, okay? So sit tight, pull out your pen and pad, and let's get into it. All right. Okay, we start the week out with the moon in Aries, okay? As of Sunday afternoon, 2.29 p.m. Central Standard Time, the moon does enter Aries. Um, That super blood uh, full moon lunar eclipse is not until that night, Sunday night. It's exact at 9.50 p.m. Central Standard Time. So uh, we're just going to go back a few hours in the day on Sunday when the moon first enters Aries. And the moon ruling our emotions, our habits, what makes us comfortable um, is going to be in this fire cardinal sign of Aries. Fire meaning passionate and, you know, emblazoned, if you want to associate with um, emotions with Aries and fire, but also cardinal. So it's initiating and it's setting things off and it's not waiting on anything, okay? That this is the Aries energy. And the moon is going to be in Aries, our emotion. We're going to feel most comfortable when we're setting something off and when we're able to be passionate about something, okay? That's why it pays to know where these certain lunations and transits are hitting in your chart because you can better know where to direct that passion <laughs> and where you can, where it's okay, where it'll benefit you to pop off and jump off and, you know, initiate something in. So with the moon being in Aries, we're definitely driven and motivated by a strong desire to start something fresh, okay? Um, 
I feel like a lot of these transcendental and uh, aspects that have been coming by, like the first quarter moon that was challenging us to build and have action, and then we're coming up with the moon in Aries. That's another kind of energy. Today we got a whole new season starting, so that's a new kind of initiating energy. So there's a lot of that going on, and this um, moon in Aries coming up next week along with the full moon is going to support that, okay? If you're feeling like popping off and starting something, it's a, it's still a Mercury retrograde, so you, I would, I would, um, you know, be careful, but um, that energy is very much supported in the current astrological climate, okay? Um, a gut instinct to kind of start something new is with us, Um Pioneering impulses are strong while the moon is in Aries, okay? Um, it's it's really, Aries is ruled by Mars, and Mars, you know, represents the drive and the energy. So we're our energy is heightened during this time. We're very energetic um, and enthusiastic. Setting y'all up on the tone of this moon so you'll kind of, what is it, so you can ask yourself, what things would it be good for me to do when I am feeling more energetic and enthusiastic, okay? Um, We also want to be careful, though, (laughs) Um, because the Aries energy can sometimes be tactless and impulsive. Like I said, Aries, it don't need no introduction and stay ready to pop off, jump off, and start something up. So be mindful that there's a that the climate is conducive for that, but it's also conducive for the negative manifestations of this energy as well. If you find yourself with too much energy, too much enthusiasm, too ready to pop off and do something, the best thing to do with excess amounts of Martian, Mars, Aries energy is to let it out physically. Mars demands something physical, some physical activity. So that'll give you a real good hint of where and how to uh, to utilize this energy for the highest benefit of yourself and those around you, okay? Those are those who are impacted by you. It's not just about us. I love that astrology kind of, you know, supports that. Um, so the kind of activities that are favored are going to be anything, that, uh, Mars is real quick, any kind of quick actions that yield immediate results, it's going to be good to do during this time. It's going to be in Aries for a few days, so a couple days. Um, also favorable activities include um, Aries, as I'll explain further when we get into uh, the full moon in Aries, unlike the new moon solar eclipse, where the sun and the moon lined up in the same sign of Virgo, any full moon is going to represent the moon being opposite the sun. So if the moon is in Aries, that means the sun is in Libra. The sun just went into Libra today. So at the time of this lunation next week, the sun will still be in Libra and the moon will be directly opposite in Aries, okay? And so 
um, Aries representing the self or the first house of your identity and yourself. The very opposite of that, Libra in the seventh house representing others, any kind of partnerships you could form, uh, that is going to be the gist. I brought that up to, to bring up that with Aries representing the self, with the moon in Aries, anything, any undertakings or activities that you can involve yourself in that include yourself and your personality is going to be favored, okay? while the moon is in Aries. And staying staying power may be lacking. Like I said, Mars moves quick. That's why this this environment with moon in Aries is going to be more conducive for uh, actions you can take that are quick and yield immediate results, unlike when the moon is in Capricorn and, and Saturn is the ruling planet and Saturn favors things that you know, are going to take a long time and need staying power and endurance, okay? Moon and Aries is completely opposite. Um, so keep that in mind when you're thinking about things that are going to be good to do or initiate around this time. Make sure it's something that you can flip quick. Um, it, the moon being in Aries is a good time to be self-assertive, to assert yourself. Like I said, it, you don't need no introduction to assert yourself, and that's good as long as it's on a higher vibration. And then taking on challenges. Mars, like I say, ready, stay ready to pop off. So <laughs> any kind of challenge, challenge that you need to take on, this is a good time to do it um, and beginning any kind of short-term projects, okay? So that sets us up to start off our week next week. And then, drum roll please, <laughs> the Super Blood Moon Lunar Eclipse, okay? This is pretty significant for quite a few reasons. And if, you, if you've been keeping an eye on, you know, I don't watch a lot of TV, but I know I'm pretty sure the Pope's coming to town or something like that. So keep the eye out, and you 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 can begin to pick up energetically on the significance of certain lunations such as this one. Now, scientifically and factually, this is a rare phenomenon that's going to be occurring, okay? So it's kind of a big deal, I guess, like a blue moon, once in a blue moon type of event. But this uh, happened, the last time it happened was 30 years ago, okay? So that's pretty significant, to say the least. And um, energetically, it's going to sound weird, y'all, but energetically, this full moon is going to alter the space-time continuum, I heard an astrologer say. And um, energetically, I agree. Uh, It's kind of flipping the past and the future inside out, okay? Um, And it's going to kind of feel as if we're drifting along in a kind of carefree manner, yet we intuitively feel this intense storm brewing. So, I mean, I know y'all feel it. I posted that earlier on social media. Do you, do you feel it? Can you feel it energetically what's, what, what is being built up to? I'm not sure what it is, but I know it's something. 
And in each of our lives, it's going to be something different. But even on a global and national scale, that's why I say just, you know, keep your, keep your eyes peeled. Keep an ear out for significant events um, happening on and around this date. Uh, <laughs> I heard an- another uh, astrologer. He's so funny because he's practically making fun. Well, actually, no, he wasn't. He's not an astrologer, but he's a spiritualist on YouTube and um he's he's really in tune. He don't he's ne I don't think I've ever heard him mention anything about astrology. I think he has a video supporting one video supporting and, you know, substantiating astrology. Um but his thing was, you know, I guess people had wrote in to him and said, Is the world coming to an end? Kinda like the twenty twelve thing and the you know, when the clock struck midnight when the year turned to 2000, that same kind of build up of uh, energy and talk has been happening around this particular lunation, the super blood full moon lunar eclipse in Aries <laughs> that is occurring on um, Sunday, September 27th at 9.50 p.m. Central Standard Time, okay? So just be mindful Nobody knows the exact specifics, um, but energetically, as you're you, you're sensing and feeling something, just take heed. You're sensing and feeling it for a reason. What are you going to do differently because you sense and feel it? What what, what preparations are you making for? You know, it's a full moon, so it's the same. It's it's. The same rules of a full moon, okay, the moon is full and shining bright, illuminating, uh, you know, shining a light on a particular area of our lives, or it's the the manifestation time or culmination of, of you know, probably something related to uh, the last eclipse season. We're closing out this. We had the first eclipse season I talked about last week that was between March 20th and April the 4th of this year, 2015. That started it off for 2015. Now we're ending it now. We just had a solar new moon eclipse in Virgo, and now we're finishing out this eclipse season of the year and of this particular uh, eclipse season that's been going on for a couple of weeks now, okay? So it's... (laughs) It's pivotal. It's showtime, okay? The full, just think about a theater and all the lights are out. And all of a sudden you see that big white beam of light with the circle on the, on the curtains on stage. It's showtime. That's what time it is coming now. The, the light switch, that full moon light is going to get turned on and everybody sitting in the theater full of anticipation of what's going to be behind the curtains when they finally pull it back. That's what comedy is. And if you, I mean, <laughs> I say it, whatever you want can be behind those curtains, but because this deals with Aries, Libra energy, okay, sun and Libra, moon and Aries, you know it's going to be revolving around relationships, relationship with self, that's Aries, and relationship with others, that's Libra, for everybody. Now, what particular houses are involved and what specific areas of life, that's what we're here for. We can help with that. 
But um, <laughs> but for everybody, going to be these relationship things, okay? Um, we're gonna. It's it's a balancing act. When you got a full moon and you have the sun and the moon opposite each other, it's a matter of balancing. And then you got the sun and Libra at that. So that's a double dose of the balancing that's being we're being called to do within ourselves and within our relationships. Um, the balance of pleasure within the relationship. Uh, a, well, the balance of a desire for pleasure with the overall stability of a partnership, okay? Um, Aries tends lends itself more toward the pleasure, you know, of self. And Libra, of course, more the stability in a partnership, okay? Any lunar eclipse is going to precipitate emotional change. I don't know about y'all. Maybe this the solar new moon in Virgo kind of slid by you. Maybe you got through that unscathed. I didn't. <laughs> I will never forget the solar new moon in Virgo ever. It it was that impactful that it 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 shook up my world. Okay, in a particular area of my life, um, the exact area of my life that my particular, of course, any of these lunations, as hopefully any good astrologer does. I, I did a reading and report on myself, and it, it happened in that exact area. And uh, this lunar eclipse that's coming is not going to – it won't go by unnoticed in, a, in that same kind of fashion. It won't go by unnoticed. And so it's cool to have heads up, and <laughs> at least when it all goes up, that you're not completely thrown off and – you know, you have reference for it, and you know that your world isn't ending. But, yes, particular chapters and phases of your life definitely are. That's what the eclipse season is all about, okay? Endings and new beginnings. You can't have no new beginnings. Folks want new cars, new houses. You know, they want new families. They want to start a family. That's a new family. But nobody wants the endings, okay? And this is that. We are here, kind of like a portal, going through a portal. You'll, you'll never pass that way again. Life will never be the same. You can't go backwards. So um, the mer- Mercury retrograde is going to play a part in this uh, lunation, this particular lunar eclipse, okay, um, in opposition so you got to factor that in. you got to factor your thinking and your rationale and your uh, thought processes and communication style. You have to factor that in. Now we're talking about relationships with self and others, and then you want to throw in the planet of communications, which so happens to be retrograding and causing us to really rethink some things. So it's got an element of the past associated with this lunation due to the Mercury retrograde being involved as well, okay? Um, Communication for sure when it comes to the Mercury retrograde. Honesty is just going to be the best policy. If you can't be honest, just shut up. But don't don't introduce a lying element into the the communication realm, okay? That's just a heads up. Um, 
that's because that's going to lead to really, really messy interpersonal dynamics. And, you know, why throw that into the mix? <laughs> it's already a potent enough energy already. And it's harvest time. It's it's lunations. Uh, I'm sorry, lunations. A lunar eclipse. Um, full moons are about harvest. It's about culmination. It's about illumination. It's about shining the light on you know things done in the dark, like planting a seed. Eventually, you gonna find out what seed got planted when the sucker come up. I don't care if you forgot, didn't label it. You'll find out what it was. It, that's a full moon right there. That's a, that's a, a light being shown on what was in the dark, okay? So you can think of it that way. But, yeah, it's a potent, potent time, y'all, and I couldn't tell you enough about it to set you up for uh, what's coming. But what I can do is give you a ballpark area to target your intentions and your expectations in, okay? So with that being said, I am about to jump into the horoscope. <laughs> so listen up. Definitely, if uh, if you're listening for your sun sign, do yourself a favor. Find out what your rising sign is and listen out for that too, because even more so, your rising sign horoscope is going to be the most accurate in terms of physical manifestation um, of what you can see, touch, hear, and feel, okay, uh, as opposed to sun sign horoscope interpretations, which are going to be felt more internally, okay? So that's just a heads up on that. Why don't I... Dig in. I do see um, I've got some wonderful, faithful listeners holding on the line and, and a, a hand or two up. So uh, just let me get through this first set of horoscopes, and then I'll jump on the line with you guys, okay, gladly. So hold tight. And you may, whatever question you have or comment, it may be addressed within the context of these horoscopes, Okay. Right. Now, you know, I was going to finally start at the end uh, <clears throat> with Pisces and work my way up to Aries, but it's an Aries full moon lunar eclipse, super blood moon full moon lunar <laughs> eclipse in Aries. So I got to start with Aries, all right? Aries, this second eclipse in this eclipse season is a lunar eclipse in your sign on the 27th. And a lunar eclipse in your sign. Oh, these um, horoscopes can be attributed to Dark Pixie Astrology and Astrology King, okay? Um, a lunar eclipse in your sign is major reaping of what you've sown, okay? You can see the work you've put in and decisions you've made over the years come to the point where you're rewarded for being smart and responsible, punished for not. It's bigger than with a full moon in your sign since the impact can last for some time, up to six months. Um, so it can, and it can impact many areas of life. You can be much more emotional and you can be more outward with your emotions or expressive. Like I said, Aries don't need no, and who better than Aries to know that? <laughs> Y'all don't need any introduction. 
This is a good time for you to assess your life, though, okay? Take stock of what you've done and focus on what you should be focused on. Even when you experience setbacks and punishments with the lunar eclipse in your sign, there's so much power and energy that you can still turn it around if you try. And I love my Aries because y'all can do whatever the boob y'all want. It just takes y'all deciding, really. So I'm glad that they put that in there. Now, this is happening in the first deacon of Aries, this particular um, super full blood moon. Uh, So I'm going to specify for the first deacon of many of these signs I'm doing horoscopes for some even more specific information, okay? And starting with Aries, those particular Aries born in the first deacon uh, between March 21st and March 30th, I have some additional information for you, okay? This new solar eclipse that we just had in Virgo did not directly affect your deacon, but this lunar eclipse in Aries definitely is, okay? Um, This eclipse is in the middle of your deacon, and it will highlight uh, a confrontational theme, okay, for the next six months. The lunar eclipse itself revolves around relationship dynamics, so you may expect some tension in your intimate relationships. Although a challenging eclipse because of overly emotional reactions, it offers the chance to make a positive transformation. For men, my men Aries born between March 21st and 30th, This will be in how you view and treat women. Got it? For women born March 21st through 30th, this is going to be in how you express your femininity treated. Got it? Got it. (laughs) All right, moving on, Taurus. Taurus, um, I don't have any specific info for any particular deacon. That just means that this particular lunation is not directly impacting um, any area of Taurus, but I do have a general horoscope for Taurus, okay? Um, This eclipse is happening in the sign before yours, Taurus, okay? Um, And this eclipse can force you to focus on things from the past that you've been trying to avoid but have to face. This is a great time to release baggage. Full moons, I forgot to mention, full moons are also absolutely perfect timing for letting go. And for you, Taurus, this is going to be a great time to release baggage and let go of stuff that's been holding you back for some time, especially Taurus rising. Subconscious issues can become more obvious to you, and working on them is a good thing. That can be a great time for therapy or for focusing on your spiritual self. Your intuition can be incredibly good with this eclipse, so listen to what your gut is saying to you. Got it? Gemini, this um, this second eclipse coming around in Aries, Uh, is going to focus on your dreams for your future. This is 11th house themes, okay? Hope, wishes, and dreams, networking and friendships, group associations. 
all going to be potential areas that are going to be affected. And um, you can see if the work you've put in to achieve those dreams has been the right thing and get closer with this and get closer to where you want to be, okay? Or you can experience setbacks and delays that make you question if this is the right thing for you to be working towards. So this is wonderful because whatever is illuminated at this, the time of this full moon you're you're either gonna know one way or the other. This might want to do something. Might want to get a new dream, <laughs> um, or uh, it may have you just question it. Okay, and you can become more dedicated to a dream if you d- determine that it is actually where you should be focusing your hopes and wishes. Um, so you can either become more dedicated to a dream or give up on one. You also, Gemini, can ha- or Gemini rising, can have some make or break moments with your friends or with any groups that you belong to or causes you champion, deciding if you want to continue with these friendships, groups, or causes. If your heart isn't in it, it can be the right time to walk away. If your heart is, it can be the right time to become more invested. Got it? Okay, and specifically, my Gemini's born May 21st through May 31st. That's the first deacon of Gemini. Um, this particular eclipse is going to set you on an emotionally fulfilling path for the next six months. A positive new phase of life uh, Begin had already began yesterday, okay, for Gemini Deacon ones, because the sun is trining your deacon as of yesterday, September twenty second, through October fourth, and we're dealing with the lunation that involves the sun, the sun being opposite the moon. So this is pertinent information for you specifically, Gemini Deacon ones. The emotional balance and harmonious relationships from this transit are enhanced by the lunar eclipse, okay? So y'all already got this this energy, a very harmonious, glorious energy with the sun trining your, de- your deacon, but then you get a lunar eclipse going on in that same area. So as with all eclipses, its influence will continue for another six months. In general, you can expect a greater focus on your home and family life, fourth house issues, with a particular emphasis on intimate relationships. Okay, hopefully that's good news for my Geminis and Gemini rising. Cancer. Um, The second eclipse is a lunar eclipse on the 27th in Aries. And so this eclipse occurs in what's considered the highest point of your chart. That's the 10th house, okay, the midheaven, which can show a high point in your life where you're rewarded for the hard and smart work and responsibility and maturity you've shown as you've tried to achieve your goals. Okay, Cancer, Cancer Rising, you can make significant progress actually achieving a goal you've worked for and get recognition or praise for what you've done. On the flip side, if you haven't worked hard, haven't been smart, haven't been mature, and haven't been responsible, 
you can see the exact reverse. And you can have a fall from where you are, and it causes you to question your direction. It can be good for you to seek out the advice and counsel of your elders. That's also 10th house related parents, bosses, mentors to help you get on the right track. Take the wisdom you've gained through experiencing your life and make use of it. Specifically, Cancer is Deacon One, born June 21st to July, the, uh, June 21st to July 1st. This lunar eclipse is going to mark the beginning of a more emotionally challenging phase of your life, okay? You will need to be more conservative and defensive with the sun squaring your deacon starting yesterday, September 22nd through October 4th. The sun is squaring or in a challenging position to your deacon. Tests and challenges presented will apply mainly to your close relationships because of the lunar eclipse. <clears throat> this eclipse will add emotional tension to your relationships for another six months. The lunar eclipse stresses the importance of balancing the roles of females in relationships. Male expectations, dear Cancers and Cancer Rising, male expectations and treatment of women become the main issue with you've got Mars sextiling your deacon from tomorrow the 24th through October the 12th. And so this is a favorable transit and increases your sex drive and attractiveness. Any emotional friction in existing relationships, Cancer, will benefit from strongly passionate desires. New romance is possible, but there may be some initial tension involving relationships that dynamic. Okay, the thing to remember, um, Deacon One Cancers, is that this lunar eclipse involves the sun being in a challenging aspect to your deacon, whether it be your sun or your ascendant. And so uh, tension should be starting to release at from that point. But it's a theme you will have to deal with for over the next six, six months. That's not saying throughout the next six months you're going to have tension in your relationships. It's saying that the tension that you're experiencing now should dissipate, but basically keep an eye out, especially as it pertains to male expectations and treatment of women. Okay? Leo, oh, Leo, um, the the lunar eclipse is falling in Aries, which is your sister sign. It's a fire sign just like you. And so uh, you can be more invested in your, in your beliefs with this eclipse. So that's um, ninth house issues, long distance travel, beliefs, spirituality, religion, um, higher learning, Okay, and in some cases, you know, marriage, it's some astrologers consider the ninth house the marriage house. And so um, you feel the need to defend uh, defend your beliefs against anyone who you feel threatens them, and you can dedicate yourself more to your beliefs, or you can decide that they're not right for you anymore and let them go. Okay. You can complete a course of study that you've been focusing on for some time, put your work out there, 
or get published if you've been writing. It also, Ninth House governs publishing. Or you can see promotional efforts pay off. In general, Leo, you feel more optimistic about life and you try to focus on the good even when you're upset. Now, more specifically, Leo's Deacon 1, born July 23rd to August 2nd, uh, this particular lunation is going to enhance the beneficial nature of um, an already existing transit in your chart. This emotionally stable and rewarding phase of life will last through until March next year, okay, next six months. You should pay, you should find you pay more attention to home and family with a greater emphasis on your intimate relationships. The lunar eclipse itself promotes a greater understanding of relationship dynamics, especially the role in treatment of women. And so Mercury sextiling your deacon from September um, 27th to October 21st. And it's going to increase, there's going to be an increase in activity and communication, and, and it's more likely to revolve around the relationship dynamic themes of this particular lunar eclipse. So if you miss that, keeping in mind of the lunar eclipse that I'm, that we're doing horoscopes right now, that we've been discussing this coming up this um, on Sunday, with Mercury sextiling your deacon from around that time, that same day pretty much, September the 27th, through for almost a month, it's going to increase the activity of communication that revolves around the relationship dynamics that are being highlighted at this eclipse, okay? If you have any, you know, specific questions, just contact us here. Virgo, um, this can be a heavy eclipse for you emotionally, okay? And you have to focus on some things you hold deep inside of yourself that you've tried to ignore for some time but now need to work on and let go of. You can see the darker side of yourself, okay, Virgo, and it can make you more emotional, swaying between extremes, but it only gets bad if you try to run from it, okay? So face it head on. This can be an excellent time to make a major transformation of yourself or some aspects of your life, and you can rise from the ashes of defeat. Okay, sounds real eighth house Scorpio-ish to me, so don't be scared to go deep, Virgo, okay? Uh, you, don't be scared of your dark side. Don't that's, That may be part of the balance of this lunation with the sun and the moon, you know, um, calling us to balance. It's very imbalanced of us to only want to operate out of um, or to only acknowledge one part of ourselves when we have when we all have dark sides, okay, just to go there is going to be a, bl- a blessing to you, okay? Um, so with that, Libra, this eclipse is happening in the sign opposite yours, Libra, okay? So this eclipse can definitely bring for you some relationship endings with issues within a relationship dealt with or with the relationships themselves ending, okay? So it doesn't mean that the relationship has to end, 
but some issues you've been dealing with in your relationship could also be the theme of or thing that's coming to an end, which would be a good thing, right? Uh, resolution within the relationship. At the same time, you can become more committed to another relationship. It's essentially make or break time for you, Libra, and they can have just as much to say about it as you do. Striking a balance becomes more important to you now, and you need that in order to feel good and have focus. Um, specifically for Libra one, um, Libra's born in Deacon 1, September 23rd through October 2nd, happy birthday. <laughs> the sun is in your Deacon now. As of today through October October 4th, um, self-confidence, ease, and harmony are further boosted by the September um, 27th lunar eclipse. Okay? There is an extra bonus from this lunar eclipse because it brings to an end the challenges you have faced since the March 2015 solar eclipse. Just what I said at the top of the show, eclipse season March 20th through April 4th of this year, 2015, for you specifically, you may know better than any of us what the culmination of this eclipse season ending. And this is not, by the way, let me interject here. I was doing a little research um, earlier in the week. This is not a lunar eclipse just closing out the earlier eclipse season of this year. This is closing at the, it's it's referred to as a tetrad. You'll have to, you know, web search it, T-E-T-R-A-D. But this is closing out uh, like four blood moons. In the course of four blood moons, this is the final one. So when I was talking earlier in the show about the significance and impactfulness of this, it may be my Libra Deacon 1s born September 23rd through October the 2nd, which really may know more than any of us what this means or what this may be closing out, okay? Um, Although the lunar eclipse Libra will make Libra Deacon 1 will make you more emotionally sensitive, you should no longer experience the tests of character you have dealt with in recent months, okay? There's a big relationship theme associated with the lunar eclipse. The role and treatment of women in particular, once again, will be major issues. Mm, mm, mm. Y'all better treat us right. (laughs) I've read that a few times now within these different horoscopes for the different signs. And it's definitely been a theme in my life personally. Y'all better treat us right or the universe going to get y'all. <laughs> oh, sorry, Libra Deacon 1. Um, Libra Deacon 1 the return of Mercury in your deacon from September 27th to October 21st will promote thinking and discussions about relationship dynamics. With Mercury now retrograde, uh, these could involve previous partners or unwanted baggage associated with an existing relationship. Okay, moving on to Scorpio. Y'all, give me one second. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry, y'all. I'm going to keep going here. Give me two seconds. I'm still here. I am just 
Somebody uh, uh, just sent me for the call-in number. <laughs> so I'm just sending that off to them real quick. People are, this is an interesting lunation. People are really, really interested. And, um, yeah, I've heard from a lot of my peeps here in the past week or two that, you know, I didn't even know were interested in astrology, but they're interested now. <laughs> okay, I'm back. We're going to move on to Scorpio. Um, what if y'all if anybody online needs the number it's eight one eight three six nine zero three six eight. All right. Um, Scorpio, you can finish a work project that has taken up a lot of your time. Uh for Libras it was surrounding so funny. It was surrounding seventh house issues, which Libra rules the seventh house stuff. I said that's so funny. Um, for Scorpio, Scorpio rules the eighth house, but this lun- particular lunation is going to be affecting your sixth house of work, daily work, anything you do daily, daily routine, okay, and health, okay? So you can finish a work project that has taken up a lot of your time or see something come to an end or culmination with your work that has been a long, been long in the making or a long time coming. Some of you... It's just so many things are going through my head right now. Sorry, Scorpio, hold on. Because <laughs> uh, when I'm I'm reading things like that, long time in the making, it continues to bring up these things of not just spring of this year. That's why I, when I talk about seed sown and harvest time coming and all that stuff, it's so significant because it's, it's it goes back farther than just earlier this year. When I was talking, when you look up and web search that tetrad that's associated with this super blood full moon, you will see clearly that, the, I mean, we're talking about, like I said earlier, 30 years ago. If you're older than 30, hey, <laughs> energetically, it may be harvest time on some stuff from way back then, okay? So just keep this in mind. Don't don't listen to these horoscopes and think so immediate as of, you know, even just from the new moon to the full moon. Um, hold on one quick second, y'all. Yeah. Hold on. Not normal. Hold on. Okay, y'all, that was a wonderful surprise to interrupt me. Hey, if I get interrupted like that again, I'm not going to be mad. Cool. I can't tell y'all what it was, but <laughs> it was really good. I'm back. Scorpio. So that's all I'm saying for Scorpio and all the rest of us. Just keep in mind, be sensitive to the time, be sensitive to the seeds you're planting. I don't care. I'm talking about thought seeds. I'm talking about word seeds. I'm talking about deed seeds, deeds done in the dark. They eventually have their day in the light. Spies you and mortifies you. You might want to consider your seeds or reconsider your seeds. If that excites you and exhilarates you, then good for you. Likely you've been sowing beautiful seeds. And when the harvest comes, the harvest do come. When the harvest comes, you're going to love it, and your seeds are going to love it. And it'll be a 
you know, hopefully a motivation for you to continue in that way. And if if what you, if what comes up is some stuff you don't like, let that be a motivation to sow a different seed. Just like when I was reading the Aries horoscope, yeah. If you manifested some BS that you find out about on the day of the eclipse, you can still change it. That's the power, divine power that we have that comes with awareness. So, hey, you may have thought you got away with some stuff, and the full moon say, hey, let me make you aware of something. You didn't get away with anything. It's a divine opportunity to make a new decision, okay? Scorpio, some of you can be rewarded. for the hard and smart work you've done and see work opportunities presented to you, woohoo! while some of you can decide this is the time to walk away from your work. Okay, Scorpio, oh, my God, I know a Scorpio right now. I wonder if she's listening because these are some things I've been consulting with her about specifically. So, hey, you got your answer. (laughs) Experiencing setbacks and delays and your frustration or dissatisfaction with your work becomes more apparent, okay? You need to be doing work you really care about now, right now. You can work on making your routine and daily life more streamlined, and it's a great time for giving up a bad habit once and for all. Okay, I said for Scorpio, this is affecting your daily life, what you do day in and out every day. So this full moon, whatever a light is being shown on, is a divine opportunity once again to make a different decision if you so desire. It, it's favorable. If you ever wanted to quit a bad habit, Scorpio, it's a good time, okay? Um, because after the full moon, of course, the moon will be waning or decreasing in energy and light, and so it's a divine opportunity to let go, get rid of, and quit some stuff, Okay. Um, Good decisions, Scorpio, for your health can be rewarded while bad ones suffer consequences, all right? It just is what it is. Um, Sagittarius, if y'all been listening to the show for any length of time, y'all know my son is in Sag, so um, this is for me too, although I'm not born. I do have a specific horoscope for Deacon 1 Sages. I was not born in Deacon 1, so it's all good. <laughs> but the general horoscope for the Super Blood Full Moon for my Sages is impacts our love lives, <laughs> impacts love in our lives, okay? Both the people we love and the things that we love. And we can become more serious about our relationships with some loved ones while we walk away from relationships with others and become more invested in some hobbies and give up others. Obviously, if it's not obvious to you, this is affecting our fifth house of romance, dating, relationships, you know, children, um, our creativity is being impacted, okay? So these are also things like hobbies. We can become more invested in some hobbies and give up on others. Uh, we have a more serious attitude towards love and want more of an emotional connection to what and who we love, okay? If newly dating someone, we can decide if it's going to work or not. If in a relationship, we can commit to them more fully. If single, we can strive to meet someone we feel a soul connection to. 
whatever we do, we must listen to our gut, okay? This is not the time to go against that gut feeling. And when I say gut feeling, I mean I'm real sensitive, though, y'all, spiritually. (laughs) So it really don't take nothing for my stomach to start turning and churning, taking me a while to get a freaking clue. When my stomach is doing 85 trillion flips in about three minutes' time, (laughs) that is spirit communicating with my solar plexus that you know, something's either really right or probably really wrong, and and that there are things, there are decisions we can make to alleviate that, okay? Um, For those specific Sagittarius Deacon Ones born November 22nd to December 1st, the solar eclipse in Virgo didn't really affect your Deacon, but this lunar eclipse is. It's going to be giving you greater self-confidence because the sun is going to be sextiling your deacon starting yesterday, the 22nd, through October 4th. The sextile is almost as good as a drawing. It's pretty good. and that's where that self-confidence from. The sun rules that. So the sun is bringing you, you know, this greater self-confidence during this time. Then this solar transit lands the lunar eclipse, okay? So in the midst of the sun sextiling your deacon, bam, lunar eclipse. Um, the it, the sun is also bringing you inner balance, okay? Sagittarius deacon one inner balance to deal with the aggressive influence of Mars squaring your deacon from tomorrow the 24th through October the 12th. So with Mars squaring your deacon, uh, be, first of all, be, be, be aware that Mars squaring your deacon is significant and that, you know, wearing the calm, cool blue colors, you know, taking a deep breath, taking about three deep breaths before you click on somebody is also a good idea. Um, but the sun sextiling your deacon should really help with that. Like I said, the inner balance is going to come from that should kind of help balance out the aggressive influence of Mars. But I still want you all to be mindful of it. Um, The sun's ability to help you fully express yourself in a calm manner will reduce the risk of of the hot Mars energy buildup. And the return of Mercury um, sextiling your deacon because it's retrograding. It already sextiled your deacon earlier in the month, and now that it's retrograding, it's hitting it again from September the 27th to October 21st will also help you get things off your chest during the frustrating Mars transit. Now, the lunar eclipse for Sagittarius Deacon 1, those born November 22nd to December 1st, enhances the emotional balance of the the sun's transit to your deacon, okay? And it brings harmony to all of your relationships. There will be greater focus at home with family members and especially your most intimate relationships. And the most positive of e um, of eclipse phases, this most positive of eclipse phases will last through until March 16. Okay, so good for y'all. Capricorn, Capricorn, this eclipse can trigger a deep 
emotional reaction to something for you, okay? It is hitting your fourth house as opposed to the tenth house where we were talking about. Um, I forgot what sign it was, but it's hitting the top of the chart, tenth house, you know, the parent, bosses, work, and all that stuff. It's the very opposite for you, Capricorn. So that must have been cancer. Um, it's the very opposite for you. It's hitting the the bottom part of your chart. Uh, that's your most private, what maybe you can't even see is so deep, you know, but it's definitely not for public consumption, the area of your chart that this lunation is hitting. And it really can trigger a deep emotional reaction to something for you, and you have to focus on your internal foundation. This is not a time, Capricorn, to be have a weak internal inner emotional foundation. You need to be strong because if you're shaken, you need to work on strengthening it now. Once again, like I said, for Aries, it's not too late. If this full moon, if this super blood full moon shines a light on something that um, that shows you that you have a weak internal foundation, this is going to be that trigger they said do something about it. Over the next six months, you can do something about it, okay? Work on strengthening it now. Emotions may not be the things you always like to focus on. We know that, Capricorn. We know y'all y'all can be pretty detached, especially if your moon is in Capricorn. Y'all kind of remind me of Aquarius. But, uh, so you may not like to deal with things of an emotional nature, but it's important for you to have a solid internal base. It's important for all of us. And it's important for you, especially here now and over the next six months, if you're ever going to create the kind of life that you want to have, got to. Can't build a house on quicksand. Your emotional foundation is weak. This is the time to do something about it. Not doing something about it is almost not even an option for for you, okay, Capricorn? You can also focus, fourth house also rules family and home life. So you can also focus on your family and home life um, during the, this, the course of now and over the next six months, trying to work on issues you may have with relatives or decide if you need to walk away from a particular person uh, related to home or family for your own emotional well-being, okay? And so with Uranus also in Aries, you've no doubt been experiencing a lot of change with your family and home life. And you can see something realized or come to fruition or culmination with this eclipse as a result of everything that Uranus has brought. You have to focus deep down inside of yourself with this eclipse to the very base of who you are and work on liking what you see. Okay, Capricorn? Specifically, Capricorn Deacon 1, those born December 22nd to December 31st. Now, this same sun that's opposing the moon in this full moon lunation is going to be squaring your deacon. It is squaring your deacon as of yesterday through October 4th, okay? A square is a challenge, but challenges come to make us stronger, okay? Um, And it culminates with this lunar eclipse, of course, since the sun is involved. And so... This is going to have a similar confrontational theme to what went on March of this year, okay, between March 20th and April April 4th. That may, you know, not make you feel so hot to hear that. Uh, but this time, however, 
the discomfort will be more emotional in nature and felt at home, okay, with family and close friends. This lunar eclipse has a focus on relationship dynamics, which will benefit from Mars trining your deacon. Mars will be trining your deacon as of tomorrow through October the 12th. The trine is the most um, harmonious aspect there is, okay? So your increase in passionate desires, which Mars trining it will bring, will be matched by an increase in your sexual attractiveness, okay? Your love life will obviously benefit from this. But Mars also gives more initiative and energy to work hard on those things which you are most passionate about. So come on, Capricorn Deacon 1. If you mix those two horoscopes together, what you get is Mars is going to be there to help you be passionate, okay? Be more sexually attractive and all that. And considering that your emotional foundation and the inner work that this full moon is going to show you that you need to do is so vital, why don't you use that energy for that? You got Mars there giving you that passion, uh, you know, enhancing that passion. And so why don't you become passionate about the inner work that must be done? Why don't you become passionate about your emotional foundation, okay, and, and your home and family and making sure that's strong, a strong base to jump off of when the, when the seasons change again, okay? We're rounding it out here. We got Aquarius and Pisces. Aquarius. You can forge a better connection between your heart and mind with this eclipse, better able to express what you're feeling, understand your emotions, and communicate that with others. Obviously, this is affecting your third house of communications and travel, okay? You can focus on having a better mental connection with the people in your life, and you want to be able to freely express yourself without worries. You can also work on connecting better with your immediate environment and the people that you're around on a daily basis. Specifically, Aquarian Deacon 1s, those born January 20th to 29th, deserved pride and self-confidence come to you because the sun is trining your deacon from yesterday the 22nd to October 4th. Now, this lunar eclipse continues to show continues the positive eclipse theme since March. Yours is a little bit different than Capricorn. Maybe around March 20th through April 4th of this year, something really positive and wonderful happened, okay? Those themes are going to continue. This new eclipse has a similar influence to the previous one, but the harmony and ease will apply more to your home and family life. Emotional balance will allow you to make the most of the opportunities for advancement in your career due to Saturn. The lunar eclipse theme of relationship dynamics will also benefit from the stability and long-term commitment of Saturn. That's okay. Y'all have some uh, Aquarius, uh, especially the uh, Deacon 1 Aquarius, y'all have a different kind of element being um, affecting your chart, which is Saturn. and. You know, Saturn is discipline and hard work and kind of the parent, but once again, uh, like it says, it's also long-term commitment and stability, okay? All right, Pisces, we're going to round it off with y'all. 
this eclipse can impact your finances. That's second house, okay? And if you've been doing things right, you can be rewarded financially and realize financial goals you've been working toward. Go ahead, Pisces. If you haven't, though, you can have more financial issues that you have to work through. You can be a lot more sensitive to what other people say and think about you. And if you are, it means you need to work on improving your self-esteem and confidence. No one should have the right to make you feel less than, and only you can give them that right, so don't do it. You may be a very sensitive sign, Pisces, but that doesn't mean you can't have a backbone. You can also focus on your values with this eclipse and if they're true to who you are. You become more invested in them, and if they're not, you can give them up. So that second house issues, Pisces, of what you value, how you value yourself and others. So with that being said, callers from the 561212, thank you so much for patiently waiting on the line. You're on the line with Mama Dada Astrology. Peace. Hi, this is Lena. How are you? I'm wonderful. You say your name is what again? Lena. Lena. I love that name. What can we um, help with today, Lena? Well, I got an Aries moon, and I cancer rise in the Pisces sun, so I am really feeling this lunar eclipse. I mean, I just feel like screaming. I just really do. I mean, I'm just so... I bet you do. Uh, oh, my God. I just feel like I, I need to be all by myself because I've ripped somebody's head off. <laughs> Yes, that, I mean, the full moon energy also, of course, you know, they, all the myths and, you know, things that people have to say about the full moon and what comes out at that time. <laughs> so, uh, um, I got a guy right now that I want to rip his head off, and he's a Sagittarius, so I was listening <laughs> to what you were saying. His mm-hmm. birthday is uh, November 30th, so he's the first deacon, and he is... I really have an in for him, and he wants to date me, but he's just going about this whole situation to try and get me the wrong way. And I just, yeah. right now, he's been away for a month, and he's supposed to be coming back any day now. So um, I don't know when I'll see him or whatever, but he's been playing nothing but manipulation games. Mm-hmm. Sounds familiar. Well, it sounds like the themes of relationship are strong for you specifically, and that's, you know, that's the theme that's going to be surrounding this for everybody. But like I said, um, what we can do, I can get with you off the air, and we can get some more specific. What tends to happen when I do readings is that people get, a better sense of direction. If you were on the fence about something after the reading, you'd probably have a clear, you know, left or right that you can take as opposed well, to being so ambivalent. Because I know, especially with us women relationships, we tend to want to give people the benefit of the doubt and kind of hang in there. This full moon is probably not going to be one of those times. Uh, with this being a full moon lunar eclipse, it's going to be that, just like with all the horoscopes, you, you're kind of, it's make or break time with a lot of these situations. What did you want to add? I said he he went on the dating site where I'm at, and he's been making up phony profiles, and he's been, like, trying to get information out of me. And 
I should not have been feeding into it, number one. So I can't blame it totally on him, but still, he's been... Right. And now, and now he wants he wants me to live with him, and I'm just like I just don't I don't know. I mean, it would if he's playing these games before we even go out dating, what's he gonna do once I date him? Sounds like you already have your answer, Lena. Do do we even need a reading? <laughs> if you'd like to, I definitely will speak with you off the um, off the air regarding your particular chart. Um, is 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 that what you were wanting or interested in, what, um, or you just wanted to add to the show? That's fine as well. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad. I you... just think he's going to try and work this out with me. Now that I can't say, um, what I can do is take a look at your chart and see what climate astrologically that you're in right now, and you know what, where the planets are lining up for you, and I think that will give you a black and white, clear as day, you know, um, I, information. Because I have nowhere to live, and he doesn't really, he thinks I'm living like with, you know, somebody else, and he wanted me to live with him, and I have mm-hmm. nowhere else to go. I've been living out of my car for 15 months, so I'm just like, I don't know what to do, because I really need a place to live, especially if I get a job, so I, I, I don't know what to do if I should just uh, is this 561 number a good number to reach you on after the show? Yes, it is. Okay. I will give you a call back, and I can give you some clear, concise, scientific, mathematical, astrological data, if you're interested, that can, that will more than likely help you come to a final decision. Because whether you want to come to one or not, that's, that's what this whole show's kind of been about. We're being pushed into these decision making. We're going to have to decide something. And so, yeah, I can definitely give you some information that will, I, I guarantee it will help you make your decision. Sound good? Because he's, he's in his Saturn return and Jupiter return, so he really wants to get married. But the man's going about it the wrong way, trying to hook a woman. Yeah, I, I'm not uh, without his astrological data, and I really don't delve into that a lot. Doing other people's charts, kind of behind their back, unless it's like a synastry chart you wanted to order a composite chart. Um, but I can definitely tell you about you and where mm-hmm. and where planets are lining up for you, and I know that that will give you a clearer sense of direction. And it's so good that you're seeking out the information now as opposed to Sunday because Sunday's right around the corner. And mm-hmm. um, it's gonna, it's really going to give you a better position, better legs to stand on, so to speak, when you do have to make whatever decision you ultimately end up making. Um, if you say it's okay, I'll call you as soon as the show okay. wraps up or soon, okay, soon after. Cause, yeah, no problem. Thanks, Lena. Peace. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, and I do see we have a caller from the 817938. Peace, you're live. Peace, you're with my Hello? Hello? Yes, who's calling? Who's on the line? Hey, uh, I've been listening to your, your station. You, you have some pretty good information that can be used. You know, I really appreciate what you're doing on the air. 
Thank you. I appreciate that so much. Did you have a question, comment, or just want to add content to the show, or you just wanted to um, say that? I was just calling to say that. And uh, do you take donations? Uh, yes, I will uh, put a link in the episode information. I've never dawned on me to do that, but yes, I can put a link in the episode information for um, anybody who wants to contribute to the Data Astrology Fund and make sure that we keep rolling. Thank you. I just wanted to say that because I've used some of your information in my life, and, and it actually works, you know. Thank you so much. I will add that information to today's episode information, and going forward in every episode information, I will include a link for um, anybody who wants to donate to Mama Dada Astrology. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll put you back on hold so you can listen to the rest of the show. Oh, that was so wonderful. Thank you. And so with that, we're going to keep it rolling because we did do have one more um, transit to discuss, which is a beautiful alignment of the sun and Mercury. Like I said, it's significant because Mercury is in retrograde. If you are a Leo rising, the sun rules your entire chart. You might want to listen out. If you are a Gemini or Virgo rising, uh, this definitely is going to include you as well. I'm I'm inputting information right now about the void of course moon because once again, uh, we've got some pretty significant ones. The one coming up after the um, full moon lunar eclipse on the 29th, okay? That is Tuesday of next week from 2.45 in the morning, Central Standard Time, all the way until... Almost two o'clock in the afternoon that day. So I mean, when you wake up on Tuesday, the moon's gonna be void, of course. Okay, and that's significant. Why? If you have, um, if this is your first time listening, when the moon is in void, of course, that means it's not making any more aspects until it changes sign. The moon is in Aries um, throughout the duration of the eclipse, okay, of the um, full moon. And so then here we have on Tuesday afternoon, it's going to enter Taurus, the very next sign after Aries. So when you wake up on Tuesday, the moon's going to be void. And so it's just not a good time for starting anything new. If you were going to set up a, a job interview, don't do it for Tuesday morning, <laughs> maybe Tuesday afternoon when it's already in the next sign in Taurus. But it's not going to be good for for something like that, a job interview, a first date, starting a business or project. Don't do it. Um, uh, meeting new people that you want a long-term relationship with, you know, uh, or meeting up with them. If you want to meet up with somebody you've had an existing relationship with, fine. No presentations. Don't give any presentations of new ideas. You know, you're presenting information for the first time. Don't do it during a void, of course, moon. Uh, making important large purchases. Don't do it. <laughs> 
because it just might not turn out right, okay? And you might not even use the item. Um, don't launch a new business or start a new job, okay? What you can do, however, during a void moon is finish up any projects you already started, um, taking stock, uh, making to-do lists. If you've lost anything, it's a good time to find it during a void moon. Any editing, refining, reviewing is good to do. Social events with established friends and with family is good to do. And rest and sleep tends to be more peaceful. When you wake up on Tuesday next week, you're probably going to feel really refreshed because the moon will have been void since 2.45 in the morning, Central Standard Time, okay? And lastly, it's also a good time to get rid of any excess. So you've got 11 hours and 12 minutes there on Tuesday to um, to consider the the moon being void. And I'll go ahead and mention the other void periods during next week because they're significantly lengthy, and it's just a, a good to keep um, these things in mind, the do's and don'ts of the void moon. October 1st, which is next Thursday, uh, from 5.44 in the morning, Central Standard Time, up until 3 in the afternoon, Central Standard Time. So kind of the same thing. You're probably going to wake up unless you wake up um, earlier than 5.44 in the morning. Uh, you're going to wake up with the moon being void again on Thursday uh, before the moon enters into the very next sign after Taurus, which is Gemini. And then the last void um, period we have this week, is going to be the third on Saturday, the day um, that this week closes out, uh, actually the second. That, uh, I'm sorry, it is the third. 12.18 in the afternoon on Saturday until 7.22 that night, Central Standard Time. The moon is void. That's seven hours and four minutes of void time until the moon enters Cancer. So I'm just giving y'all a heads up. Don't. Don't blame me. (laughs) Um, I thought I'd mention it again. I've been mentioning it here for the past few weeks, and I I actually went on an interview here the other day, and, you know, it wasn't during a void month, so everything should be fine. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Now, when the moon finally does enter Taurus on Tuesday afternoon, it's going to be a whole different energy from the moon being in Aries, okay? With the moon being in Taurus, we're moving out of this self energy of Aries into an energy that wants to be comfortable and secure, okay, peaceful and serene Taurus moon. The moon is at her most sensual and constant in Taurus. It feels at home in Taurus, okay, kind of like feeling at home in Cancer, Um, but a little bit different. Our basic impulses uh, during the moon being in Taurus is going to be to relax, to resist change, and to stop and smell the roses. Life does slow down a little. I've heard it said many times that Taurus is supposedly like the most boring sign, not as in the people who, who have Taurus as a sun sign are boring, but the energy of Taurus 
because it's kind of chilled out, relaxed, resistant to change. Stop and smell the roses. Life slows down a little and we get comfortable. We may be inclined to, on the lower vibration of Taurus, we may be inclined to stubbornness and materialism. But while the moon is in Taurus, the, the, the activities that are favored are any financial activities, okay? Taurus rules the second house of values and money. Any financial activities are favored. Applying for a loan. Um, any, any activities involving your personal possessions, whatever it could be. Beginning a potentially long-term relationship is favored under the Taurus moon. Music home decor, and um, any substantial and material actions that yield solid results, results that you can see and touch is favored under the moon, okay? So then we roll on into Wednesday, the very sun-mercury conjunction I had been mentioning. Um, sun... Mercury. Okay, when you're talking about an alignment or a conjunction, you're talking about intents of one planet intensifying the other. You have Mercury ruling communications and travel and, you know, thinking um, being amplified by the sun, you know, representing self-confidence and, you know, life force energy. Okay, so it's it's a very potent energy that we're talking about here. And I got a, a few horoscopes for just a few of the signs that are really going to be affected by this. So just listen out. Now, it looks like it's the Deacon Ones again that's getting hit. <laughs> so Air, we're going to start it off Aries Deacon One. Those born March 21st through 30th, the most challenging period of the month for you is going to be during this alignment, okay, from the 29th through the 1st. So what they did, I know I said this is this occurring, it's exact Wednesday, September 30th at 9.38 in the morning Central Standard Time. But you can fill it up as up into early as the 29th and as late as the 1st. You can see a, a, a manifestation of this energy. So for my Aries Deacon 1, this combines the confrontational nature of the eclipse and the confusion of the Mercury retrograde. So to avoid arguments, you will need to bite your lip and think twice before speaking. All right, Aries Deacon 1, this is a better time for you for listening and gathering information. Gemini Deacon 1, those born May 21st to May 31st, the best time for communicating what bothers you is going to be during this alignment. This may be an ongoing process over the next weeks or so with Mercury still retrograde, but the friendly nature of the trine aspects of the sun to your deacon plus the happy emotions from the lunar eclipse should stave off any temper tantrum. So you should fare quite well, Gemini Deacon 1. Cancer Deacon 1, those born June 21st to July 1st, the most challenging period of this month um, is going to be for you during this Sun-Mercury alignment. Uh, Cancer Deacon Ones, it is better to listen than to talk under this influence, kind of like Aries, because of a tendency to speak before thinking and getting into argument. Mercury retrograde 
increases the risk of disagreements and poor decision-making for you, okay? And so important decisions and negotiations should be deferred or put off if you can. And if you can't, (laughs) do more listening than talking. You should be all right. Leo Deacon Ones, those born July 23rd to August 2nd, this Sun-Mercury alignment is going to um, denote a busy, actually the busiest time of the month for you, okay, Leo Deacon Ones? A flurry of interactions and discussions should result in positive outcomes for all involved. My Libra Deacon Ones, those born September 23rd to October 2nd, the most hectic time of the month is actually going to be during the soul alignment for you. There will be a climax in discussions or negotiation on these days. An increase in interactions and socializing mean you have a good chance of making new friends and contacts. Attending to business matters is not so favorable until Mercury turns direct on October the 9th. Got it, Libra Deacon Ones? Sagittarius Deacon Ones, those born November 22nd to December 1st. For you, the Sun-Mercury alignment will be an especially hectic but pleasant few days. That's October 29th, I'm sorry, September 29th on into October the 1st, uh, being exact on the 30th. Uh, So just to give you those days, that's between Tuesday and Thursday of next week, okay, the very middle of the week. Hectic but pleasant for my Sagittarius-speaking ones. Mercury retrograding at this time should not result in the confusion and delays that others may face because it makes such a harmonious aspect to your deacon. And if you recall, Sagittarius, I if you go back of, uh, two shows ago, I'm pretty sure, where we discussed the Mercury retrograde, I went in depth on just how favorable the Mercury retrograde might end up being for you, okay? This is an excellent time, Sagittarius Deacon Ones, for thinking about new goals to set for the months ahead, okay? Thinking. (laughs) Capricorn Deacon Ones, those born December 22nd to December 31st, uh, the return of Mercury squaring your deacon from the time of the lunar eclipse, September 27th through October 21st. That's a good amount of time for Mercury to be in a challenging aspect to your deacon. And it's going to be more problematic now than before because of the Mercury retrograde, okay? Mercury squared your deacon earlier in the month, and now that it's retrograding, it's hitting it again. This increases the chance of delays and confusion, especially during this Sun-Mercury alignment uh, in the middle of next week, okay? So just Capricorn Deacon ones, think twice before making bold statements or important decisions because of increased confusion and poor judgment. You can go back a couple of shows ago to the Mercury Retrograde show as well and it'll benefit you to listen to some more in-depth information about um, how it's affecting you, okay? Um, Think twice. uh, Do a little bit more listening than talking. Do a little bit more gathering of the information, um, and, and definitely hold off on important decisions because of the 
and confusion and poor judgment. Mercury in a challenging um, um, aspect to your deacon is, is, is what's causing a lot of this, okay? So the energy and the environment for your thinking and your communicating and your traveling is being challenged. Your, the environment is, cha- is a challenging environment to communicate, think, and travel in for you right now. So just think twice, just chill out, and if you can defer or delay any important decisions, any travel, you know, do so, okay? Aquarius Deacon 1s, born January 20th to 29th, there will be an increase in communication and socializing because of the return. That's Mercury Retro. It, it trined your deacon earlier. It's coming back to trying it again. Lucky you. Kind of like bad. Um, but even though Mercury is retrograde at the moment, the positive nature of the aspect should negate any delays or confusion normally associated with the retrograde phase. It may be possible, however, Aquarius Deacon 1s, that in your daily interactions you will bump into old friends or encounter experiences which stir up old memories. New relationships made now have a feel of familiarity about them and perhaps might be past life contact. This is most likely to occur on or around the busiest days of the month for you, Aquarius Deacon 1, which is the time of the Sun-Mercury alignment in the middle of next week. And with that, my dear ones, I'm just going to give you the information for the moon being in Gemini uh, next week as of Thursday afternoon, so on the heels of the Sun-Mercury alignment, which is, you know, the meat of it is in between Tuesday and Thursday next week, when you come out of it on Thursday, the moon's going to enter Gemini, and I'll tell you what that energy is like, what the energy at the end of the week in Cancer is like, and we'll be done. I'll go ahead and get with Lena, and we're going to work this thing out. It seems pretty easy, but when you dig into somebody's personal natal chart and how the planets in transit are impacting and affecting them, it's it's really interesting to see what ends up, you know, coming out. And uh, I've had such wonderful success consulting with people about their charts, and everyone has the same kind of um, feeling by the time we're done with the conversation, which is like, Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> you know, it's it's like a relief because I'm not I'm not well, I have psychic abilities, but I don't tout myself to be a psychic and I'm not going to tout myself to be able to tell somebody what their future holds or or even give advice on what somebody should do. But when you know scientifically and mathematically how the planets are lining up for you, it, it it can be comforting and calming to get a confirmation that you're not crazy and stuff's kind of happening for a reason, and it's just a wonderful thing. So thank you guys so much um, for joining me every week, for listening to the archives, for contacting me through email or on the on the on my Facebook or Twitter page, and just the interaction and the love and and the calls and the it's just amazing. And I did not know what to expect, you know, coming on here in this, um, it was the end of spring, pretty much beginning, it was around May when I started doing the shows, and so I'm just so ecstatic to be here with you guys every week ahead of time, setting you up for success in the coming week, okay? 
Thursday, moon's going to enter Gemini. I already mentioned the void, of course, period that occurs that same day, um, 5.44 in the morning up until 3 in the afternoon. As of 3 in the afternoon, our basic instinct is going to be to communicate, think, and learn. Okay, we're going to be motivated by a desire for variety and by an instinctive curiosity. The Gemini moon is really lighthearted, it's breezy, and it's curious, but it, on the low end, it can be restless and fickle. Activities that are favored while the moon is in Gemini, generally speaking, are any mental and communicative actions and any, any uh, doing more than, act, than one activity at a time. That's a real Gemini thing to do. Reading, learning, letters, emails, errands, writing, teaching, making connections, and short trips are all favorite, okay? And then we end the week on Saturday with the moon being void from that afternoon till 722 that night is when it enters cancer. And so we end the week on a real note of instead of that restlessness of Gemini, it's it's going to give way to, like I said, how Taurus and Cancer is kind of related. Cancer is instinctively needing peace and quiet, okay, kind of like Taurus. Uh, we're going to, a feeling of belonging and safety is going to be what motivates us, okay? Um, the moon feels right home in the sign of Cancer because it rules Cancer. And it has much healing potential. Whatever was going on is going to be going on next week. We start in the week out on a lunar eclipse. We've got a sun-mercury alignment in the smack dab in the middle of the week, which, as you can tell by the horoscopes, may or may not be challenging. And so we, by the time we get to Saturday evening with the moon going into Cancer, no matter how the, your week went, you're going to have a divine opportunity to kind of just chill out, okay? The moon's going to be at home. There's going to be that healing potential energetically. Um, it's uh, Cancer moon is really insular. It rules that fourth house that I said is at the bottom of the chart, so our feelings are going to run deep, and it's going to be an ideal time, just like for Capricorns during the lunar eclipse. It's going to be an ideal time to get in touch with what motivates and, and what makes us feel secure, like we have a strong foundation. So activities that are going to be favored during the Cancer moon, anything at home, anything at home, okay? Any domestic activities, um, any, any activities that involve awareness of what you really need. Um, home decorating or family get-togethers, anything done at the home, cancer rules, fourth house, home, family, anything revol revolving around these keywords are going to be favorable to end the week on, okay? I do see we got a couple more hands up, so let me take a couple more callers before we get off the air, okay? Caller from the 515-537, you're live on the air with Mama Dada. Peace. You there? Hello. Hi, you're on the air with Mama Dada Astrology Peace. What can we? Hi. Um, who, 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 me, who am I talking to? Hi, this is Sarah. Sarah, 
Thank you so much for calling. What can what do you want to add to the show or what question do you have? Um just a general question um about the planets and is it a time for like breaking like letting go of things? Oh yeah. Um, a lot of letting go, oh. like relationships and mm-hmm. yep. behaviors. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> It, will that especially be with like the the blood moon coming up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, this full moon, this full moon, um, it deals directly with relationships. It any full moon deals directly with letting go and releasing um, things coming to a head, uh, uh, um, things coming to fruition. Um, so yeah, you're right on target with that. What's your sun sign? Gemini. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's very. Do you happen to know your rising sign? Leo. Or your yeah. Leo. Moon and Sagittarius. Oh wow! You're all fired up. <laughs> That's <laughs> cool. So yeah, um, it, it should be a favorable time for you, um, Gemini, uh, uh, specifically the Gemini portion of your chart. And then Sagittarius, I mean, that's lit up. And Leo, uh, for all of the fire signs, is very favorable. And then with Gemini, is equally as favorable. Uh, how are you feeling in general around this time? Are you coming up to this Sunday's um, lunation with kind of a good anticipation feeling or like a dreadful, oh, no feeling? Um. I don't know, kind of, I'm not really sure what's going to happen. I think it can go either way. Oh, yeah, of course. Well, if you're interested, um, I did record your number here, and I can at least give you um, an idea. Um, I can do a chart for that day, Sunday, and tell you what's going on in your chart specifically, and at least you'll know. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So um, after I get off the line with Lena, I'll give you a call if that's okay. Yeah, that sounds great. All right. I'll be soon, Sarah. Thank you so much for calling Thank in. Thank you. Peace. Mm, bye. You're welcome. Bye. All right. Caller from the 928781, you're on the line with Comodata Astrology. Peace. Yes, hello? Yes. Who, who's on the line? Uh, Elfina. Uh, what Can you say it again? Alcina. Um, Alcina, like A L S I N A. A L P H I N A. Ah, Alcina, very beautiful name. Hi, Alcina. Peace. What can we help you with today? What's your question or comment? Um, I actually have a question about a relationship. Okay, well, sure. um, I'm interested yeah. in someone right now. Okay. You still there? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. You said you're interested in someone right now, and what else? Uh, and I'm just wondering what. I guess you could tell me astrologically. Mhm. Um. Tell you what. Uh, um, I, I guess, guess I'm not. See, <laughs> I guess to see how to make the process. Um, more in my favor. Mhm. Yep, everybody has 
no matter who I'm talking to, there's always an area of everyone's chart that rules relationships. Um, there's always an area of the chart that can speak to those types of things. So, yes, I can definitely give you a picture, an overall picture of the environment if it's conducive to, you know, you even pursuing a relationship right now. Maybe your chart is going to speak more towards you investing more in yourself right now, which is always going to be beneficial for any future relationship you may have. I don't know until we get into it, but if you would like, yes, I can call you after I get off the line with Sarah and we can look into it, no problem. Um, okay, well, do you need my birthday and his birthday or signs or rising signs or? I will. I will when I call you back. Can I reach you on the 928 number? Uh, yes. Okay, perfect. Thank you, Althena, for your call. And with that, um, the show's over, so we can jump off the line and I'll talk to everybody next week. Okay, thank you. I'll talk to you here in a few minutes, Althena. Thank you. Peace. All right, y'all, we we wrapped it up today, and uh, power-packed week ahead. I mean, I thought last week was something else to talk about the week ahead this week, and, I mean, it's the it's a season of change, the endings and beginnings. I said it once, and, you know, I'll keep saying it um, because the things that are ending now, and beginning are going to impact us for the next six months, y'all. This is not a lunation in and of itself isolated that we won't see the effects of it. We will see the effects of the, the decisions we're making now, what we're investing our time, our thoughts, our words, and our actions into. We're going to see the harvest on it for the next six months. So choose wisely, my dear ones, choose the highest for yourself and others. Choose the best for yourself and others and know that it does matter. Know that it does count energetically and that we will reap harvest on our seed. So I love you. Peace. Talk to you next week.